All right. I would start us off with a Christmas song, Will, but I don't want to get in trouble for stealing someone's work. Well, I don't either. Okay, but good. We're back for episode two. We are. It's a very merry episode of The Heralds. I'm one of your hosts, Harrison Hopkins. And I'm Will Wiggy, the other host. And uh, first off, we'd like to thank everyone who watched last time's episode. Um, it's re- I was really, really happy how it came out. Uh, lots of work, lots of stuff to work on, of course, but uh, we want to hit the ground running and um, we want to go into our first ever holiday special. But first, Will, how have you been doing? Been doing good. Very tired today, but other than that, I'm great. Very tired. Is it, is it the holidays getting to you already? No, I did painkillers. Okay, that will do it. Uh, I guess we'll make this short and good. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll take our time. Unless you fall asleep in the middle of it, then I'll solo ride it. Oh, no, I've taken these and powered through a six, eight-hour school day. Fantastic, because I'm going to need some help, because we have a good amount of stuff to talk about uh, as the year comes to a conclusion. You want to hit us with the news first? So the first thing we got on our agenda is, I don't want to call it the Snyder Cut, because I feel like that implies he had a cut, but you can tell he's added so much more to this film. So Snyder's Justice League got its release date for March of 2021. And I swear I read that like a date but i can't find it anywhere now so we're just sticking with march of 2021 until more official news comes out and one part two parts four parts did they say anything four hour movie now that's both okay. max and theaters see that's something where as much as i love the dc films as much as i'm a Zack snyder fan as much as i'm excited for it hbo max not a theater it's not i understand why they're doing it with the pandemic however with some movies like this, it just, why? Did, uh, do we know how much new footage is in it? Like how much he, not, not new footage, I should say. How much of the movie do you think is going to be just the same movie we saw of the Whedon? Or did you say it's 100% new? No, it's not 100%. Okay. You could tell even in the original film that we saw when it could switch from Zack Snyder to Josh Whedon. Right, but what did he, I think they said they filmed like five minutes though of like new footage, like complete, like, you know, like this year. I read somewhere that it was a little bit more than that, like a couple hours. Really? Right. Oh, and a couple hours. Yeah. I know that, I know that like, I know that a couple hours, like the whole, like of everything that Zack Snyder cut out, but like just this year they gave him a budget and he filmed some new scenes just for the Snyder cut. Yes. I don't remember how much, but it seems like a lot. I mean, look at all the people they ended up adding. Yeah. Well, who, I, I actually don't know about that. Who did they add? They added Darkseid. We're going to see a little bit of Desaad, from my understanding. Right. We get Martian Manhunter officially. Oh, oh, what about that after credit scene they talked about with Kilowog and... Uh... I have no clue. Okay. But I do believe we're getting Green Lantern. I could be wrong. Um, then we've got Martian Manhunter. Um, on top of that, we've got... I am blanking. It's another hero. And it's one that I really enjoy. And I don't know why I'm blanking so bad. Oh, it's okay. not one I enjoy. Jared Leto's Joker is returning. Oh, I did hear about that. <laughs> oh, wow. I enjoy. Joe Manganiello got a whole new haircut for Slade Wilson. I heard about that. Oh, do you know what we didn't talk about? No. Huh. The original plans for the Batman movie that Joe talked about on a talk show recently. Oh, yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, uh, back when Affleck was Batman. And directed um, Batman. 
Right, and directed, uh, and obviously they set it up with the after credit scene of Justice League that uh, Joe Manganiello is going to play a big role and probably the main villain as Deathstroke. And if you want to talk about what Joe talked about, because it sounded cool, it wasn't a lot, but it was just like a overview of what the story could have been if we would have gotten it. Basically, he was going to break down Bruce Wayne first, then break Batman. Because once he got the man inside, he could make the man in the costume even weaker. Which honestly sounds like something from Arrow, if you remember what he did to Oliver. Oh, that's what everyone was saying. They're like, so Arrow season two, but with actual Batman this time and a cooler depth. Right. Because normally Slade doesn't know who Bruce is, right? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware. Well, it depends on which iteration because I do believe there were some where they trained on the lead together, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on your era and iteration that you read. Do you like Slade when he's in the league? Yes, but... I just watched Teen Titans, The Judas Contract today. Oh, yeah. Not for the first time, but in a little bit. And they had a whole thing where he considered the League his family. Well, if you watch Son of Batman, which is another DC animated movie, yeah. that's that's most of what that's about. I don't dig that. I, I'm okay with him training. I'm not okay with the deep connection he forges. Right. I'm, I'm okay with him training, too, because, you know, with the whole, like, his, his combat with swords, he should learn from them. Yeah. And the ninja right. aspects to Deathstroke. We could talk about Deathstroke forever because he's your like your favorite DC villain. Mm-hmm. I hope that you know, even with this, I don't know how they would fit a Deathstroke into this Robert Pattinson universe, but it'd be cool to see a Robert Pattinson's Batman go against a Deathstroke. Well, it really would. Yeah, I, I and I did you dig the look in the after credits in Justice League? I liked the look. Not okay. yeah, people were like. Oh my gosh, the the gray hair didn't look right. But I'm like, yeah, it felt a bit forced because you know you have to have Slade Wilson with the gray hair. But I liked it. It was very comic accurate look. I'm one of those that did not notice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we have is Linda Carter's Wonder Woman just got added to HBO Max, so you can binge all four seasons. There's four seasons of that show. So the first season only has three episodes. Is that when she's in the past? Like Linda Carter. Right, right, right. But like like the story I want to say like takes place like when she comes to Earth during like World War II or something. And then like the rest of the show is just in the present time. I'm gonna be honest, I have no clue. Okay. Because I know little to nothing about that show except for Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. That's true. And was that ever on DC Universe? Yeah, we just never watched it. We never watched it. Well, the movie comes out uh in two days from now, in America for us at least. I or I, I've already seen some reviews, but I think they just people got early links to a screening platform. But uh, we definitely will have to do next week's episode about that. I'm very excited. Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul. And Soul, yeah. Two big Christmas releases. Uh, there might be other stuff dropping. I'm just not aware. I'm not either. Okay. Um, Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond will also be added to HBO Max in January. I'm going to be honest, okay? Um, Batman the Animated Series, love it. I have not sat through and watched the full thing, but I, you know, there's individual episodes I pick out, like mostly yeah. with villains that I like. Like, I, I think the best rendition of the Riddler so far comes from that show. And we met him. Right. Um, oh, Lock- yeah, he was He was at the, yeah, because he, he was also in Shazam, right? He was Dr. Savannah's dad in Shazam. He mm-hmm. was in Gremlins 2, I want to say. Yeah, Gremlins too. He's a really cool guy. He he was he like he wanted to he was okay with us talking to him for like a while. I don't, he almost seemed more willing to have us stay and talk than we were like. Yeah. Because <laughs> I almost felt like yeah. we were vlogging him, and then it's he, all it's always cool when uh, famous people are nice in real life. 
yeah, and then Lionel Luther. Smallville. Yeah, he was also Lionel, which, uh, anyway, what I was getting to is Batman Beyond. I've never actually watched Batman Beyond. Ooh, it's good. Yeah. Like, the most I've seen of Batman Beyond is Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the movie. And that's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is. And, One like, it's just, I, I guess I never wanted to accept Terry McGinnis as a character. I can see that. But, like, it's not like they tried, like, they don't get, the, the coolest thing I think about Terry McGinnis is they obviously could have rode the wave of Batman and given him his rogues gallery. But they created an entirely new right. And that, that's what, because, like, I, I was always like, oh, well, you know, he's trying to be Bruce. He's never tried, like, they never try to make him Bruce. They've always tried to make him his own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what's and, so great about him. Yeah, I, I really want him to get accepted by the general audience, almost like how Miles has been, like, really, uh, Miles Morales as Spider-Man has really shot up into popularity. The difference, though, between Terry and Miles is when first created, you could tell they did try and make Miles Peter. Yeah. Does Miles, would you say Miles has, like, his own villains, like, beside, like the Prowler? But Prowler was originally a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. It went from Hobie Brown to Aaron Davis. He's got his own just because of the Ultimate Universe, but um, right. not a whole lot, in my opinion. Oh, speaking of Spider-Man, that leads us into our next news point. Yes, it does. Spider-Man 3 officially adds Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, according to Paramount Spain's Twitter account. Did you find this out on your own, or was that on news sites? A couple of news sites with a tweet posted. Okay. And so is that normally... Sure. Okay. Is that normally reliable? Like, Paramount's whatever? Like, Paramount if it says... YouTube channel also teased it a month ago. Huh. It's well, I guess... Didn't you say that there were set pictures of Toby? There's pictures of Toby going to the Sony set. We don't know if it's Spider-Man, though. Okay, so it was all but confirmed, but this mostly just... Yeah. Okay, that's... Well, I mean, that's, what, two of, like, 20 people that are rumored to be in that film? Yeah, I hate how everyone's acting like everybody's confirmed. Like, they're acting like um, Emma Stone and Kirsten Dunst are confirmed, and we never have gotten any confirmation, just further speculation. I also heard Dane DeHaan recently. Kim, Willem Dafoe, and Thomas Hayden Church are all rumored as well. Like, some of these people, I'm not, like, did anyone ask for this? No. No. I mean, it, it'll definitely be cool. I'm just trying to think of a story where this makes sense. The issue is there is none. Not with the MCU's built up so far. Right. And I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because I have luck. Lo- I have liked what John Watts have been, has been doing with the character. I am worried, though, that Sony is taking the film out of his hands almost. I like, for the most part, what John has done, but it's not really what John has done. It's what right. John did with the role. Right. Okay. I I like that he, you know, like, while watching the films, what because you said he did indie films before this, right? Yeah. And it's, it's obvious that he took cues from the John Hughes, like... Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Breakfast Club. And that's what I like. Like, that's why if you had a gun to my head, I'd say Spider-Man Homecoming, even though both of them are good. I would say Spider-Man Homecoming. I felt like I was watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Spider-Man characters. That's so he he has a legit, like, you know, he he has a, he has a he has an idea and he puts it on screen. That's why I'm very excited for Fantastic Four. We talked about this last week. I'm rambling on too much. Oh, did you see that a Fantastic Four artist had a little rant on social media? No. Why John Krasinski is just not a good fit. Well, I know you're excited about that because you're not a fan of John Krasinski. Is. I loved it. Now, I oh, am a fan three. of John Krasinski. Right. He's a great actor. He's like a really fun dude. Just not in that specific way. Uh-huh. I would just like to say I am drinking a festive... Would you say ginger ale is a festive drink? 
Ginger, it counts. Okay, well, it's no Sprite Cranberry, but... It's okay, I'm drinking Peppermint Mocha. There we go. Look at us. We are in the spirit. I could grab my elf hat right now and put it on. We're not there yet, though. We got other stuff to talk about. Can I put in... Can I put in input on a piece of news that I just read on my phone? Yeah. Um, Oliver Queen is now in Fortnite. Green Arrow? Yeah, Green Arrow, like TV show Green Arrow costume, is now a playable character in Fortnite. Well, now so is Black Panther as well. Oh, well, yeah, because they had that huge... Well, I think they just had, like, a huge Marvel update. They did, but I think they added Black Panther either yesterday or two days ago. That's, oh, did you see... Um, it was either concept or almost confirmed what Black Panther is going to look like in the uh, Marvel's Avengers game. I have not seen anything like that. Oh, okay. It's, I think you can find it online somewhere. It honestly... it looked. I, I dig the look. It's very, like... Like, it's more armory than, like... You know how the movie version is very slick? Yeah. This is very, like... You can tell, like, the armored pieces. It almost looks like a Black Iron Man suit, which might put off people. But I think it looks cool. I think the fact that we're seeing Black Panther but not Spider-Man yet. That's I true. Go with a grain of salt since it's um Spider-Man is set to release before him. You know what I just thought of now talking about this, which stinks. What? We didn't we didn't touch on this, but let's just briefly say it's it's a tragedy what happened with Chadwick Boseman. It's oh, he will be he will be very very missed, but we'll never get to see Black Panther with the Fantastic Four. Mm. And that would have been really cool because Black Panther's origin, of course, his first comic book appearance. Was Fantastic Four. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see maybe him like fight the Fantastic Four, like a four, that would, I would love to see. Yeah, but it is what it is. It, it is what it is. And I'm sure, you know, Marvel will do their best with uh, Black Panther 2, which they announced back at uh, the conference. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they said anyway. on the characters of Wakanda. So I don't know if it's them kind of playing the field on who would work best. And there's a lot of good side characters in that movie. M'Baku was my personal favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't the biggest, um, what, Nagira, what was her name? His Okoye? personal guy. Okoye, thank you. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, um, I always forget that. But of course, I, was, I wasn't the biggest Okoye fan, but I love Shiri. For I Shiri. Really, I liked Nakia. Nakia. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Maybe I was thinking Nakia. That was his, like, old girlfriend. His girlfriend, right, who actually becomes a villain in the comics. Yeah. So that'd be cool, because I don't know what you would do with that character now that uh, oh, is. I could see her totally going up against Shuri as Black Panther. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, cool. Maybe would she, what if, like, what if they got married in between the two films, and would she get, who, who's the heir? Is it her? Is it Shuri? Or Shuri? It would be technically Nakia. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Marvel right now. We talked a lot about Marvel last week. We've got one more Marvel thing. Oh, okay. We need to keep talking about Marvel. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is leaving Netflix on Christmas Day. Oh, no. But for those who would watch it and haven't purchased it, do Netflix, it now. It's gone, so watch it before it's gone. Where are they going to put it on? It's not a... They can't put it on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Huh. Imagine no, Sony, Sony comes... Their streaming service. Sony put Sony doesn't have a streaming service, but imagine. I know. The final news we got is the Book of Boba is confirmed to be a spinoff. It'll be coming out December 2021, 20, starring Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett and Ming Na Wen as Finnick Shand. Produced by John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez. I am very happy about that last name because Robert Rodriguez, we'll talk about later, but I loved how he directed that episode. Same. Never so, thought he was a good director because, you know, no. 
for Spice Kid, Spice, oh. and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Didn't he do Sin City? Probably. Oh well, he did the Machete films. He did Machete, but it's not like you think Masterclass and Robert Rodriguez. No, totally. So yeah. I- We'll talk about that later, but I love that The Mandalorian has given all these directors, like, outlets to do Star Wars. Same. Yeah. Actually, we can roll right into it. I mean, next is our topics. Super. Okay, we have two topics. We're going to end with the Christmas one just because, uh, you know, Christmas is so close. But Mandalorian wrapped up on Friday. It did. Um, do you want to go Do you want to go through it episode by episode? Yeah, I just got to remember them, all eight of them. I, I, wrote, I wrote them down, so I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you what they're about, and I'm sure you'll remember from there. So, I didn't write down the, the, t- the titles, but we'll, we'll start with the first one that was directed, actually. The only episode so far that's been directed by Jon Favreau was uh, the, uh, the, the season f- uh, premiere with, uh, on Tatooine. Yes. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk about your thoughts about it first, and then I'll talk about what I liked. Um, I think the little John Leguizamo cameo was fun. Oh, yeah. Wait, who did, oh, did he play the guy at the beginning? The guy at the beginning with the Gamorrean Little Fight Club? Yeah. Who he, in, tag, nope, interrogated? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was John Leguizamo. That was a badass cold opening, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that, that really got me back into the series. And I don't know why, but when he walked up, he looked beefy. Like, Mando looked like he... Weird. Yeah. It was weird. Um, Cobb Vance was a cool addition. Timothy yep. Oliver. I was like, when he first went on screen, I go, Boba? Right. Wait, no, he's too skinny for Boba Fett. He's, a, he's an expanded universe character, which I didn't know. Yeah. Like, like hardcore fans were like, oh, it's Cobb Vamp. But I was just like, okay. Timothy, but Timothy Alton, right? Is that the guy that played him? Alton, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great job. I would have loved to see if he would have come back. I would like to see him in an HBO Max Deathstroke series, personally. <sighs> you know what? If he puts on some muscle, that's a good Deathstroke. Right? Yeah, that's... He played Wilson yeah. vibes throughout the episode. Uh-huh. So I liked what they did, you know, that the, the armor, he just... It's not like he saw it as, like, it's Boba Fett's armor. He just saw it. He's like, I want that armor. He just thought it was... Yeah. He found it from some Jawas, and he became the sheriff of this town that was getting terrorized by a crate dragon, which we saw at uh, in, in A New Hope, the bones of it, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I my 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 favorite thing would be how they expanded on the Tuscan Raiders. I know. Like never expected that. I know. I now I feel bad when Anakin killed them all. I know. It's it's cool because like like Mando has this whole like he's able to talk with them, reason with them. Yeah. And Anakin's like, here, let me kill yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And um I've and the the other best thing, which I, I caught on to it, but I didn't realize it. That that whole final battle with the Krayt Dragon is filmed in IMAX. Really? Yeah, th- those are... Hi, Mrs. Hopkins. Did you get it for me? <laughs> I literally gave them one instruction. We're going to cut this out, but... I'll cut out your instruction thing, but I think that's fantastic. Damn you. I gave them one instruction. It was to not come in. It's okay. this, is, this is what it's like living in college and then coming back and living at home. Great. Great. Okay. But anyway, that whole final battle, John Favreau used IMAX cameras. That's awesome. And then, oh, the LED screens that they're using is fantastic. I couldn't even tell. Instead of green screens, it's LED, so it looks way more realistic on camera. Yeah. And, and oh, like... Genius. 
like normally, you know, with Star Wars and filming all on screens, you think prequels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think, well, that looked terrible, but I could totally just be fine if this was the new route of them filming things because it, it saves a lot of money, apparently. I consider that all of Hollywood. Yeah, really. Because it's so it, much cooler. The battle on, what was it, Titan? The yeah. complex? Yeah. And Endgame would have been if they just used LED screens. I know. That was, honestly, I know we're not going to go into Endgame, but that was my biggest complaint. That, that battle looks so bland. It did. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, was was Titan filmed on those screens? That battle in Titan and Infinity War? No, from what I remember reading is John Favreau kind of re-revolutionized it for Mando. Okay, because that battle on Titan was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're talking about Avengers when we not need to. I know. The best thing to talk about to wrap up that episode would be the uh, um, Tamora Morrison uh, popping up at the yeah. end. Yeah, he looks great. No, and then I saw that it was. I was like, yes. Yeah, I, I I dug what they did with that. Obviously, I, I pe- people started speculating, you know, what his role was going to be in the season, and we realized we wouldn't know until, what, like five episodes later? About that, yeah. She was only in the final few. Yeah. So, episode two was directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, Reed. Oh, that one was too? Yeah, which was weird because yeah, it was my – it was easily the least favorite, right? The frog one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean – I hear people say, you know, not every episode needs to contribute to the main plot. And that's really what Mandalorian is all about. It's about a bunch of side quests. And this was definitely yeah. the most side questy of the season. It did nothing. No, but I, I dug the, it definitely felt unlike Star Wars because of the horror suspense element of it almost towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Baby Yoda ate children. Uh. Yeah. I heard people say, like, that was the most suspenseful part of the episode for me, because I'm thinking, there's not going to be any more children left. <laughs> you mean jello shots. Yeah, he was, <laughs> you know what, that's what they did look like. You're right. It looked like he was slurping those down like they were some jello. He did. Um, other things to talk about in that episode, I did. I dug the X-Wing chase at the beginning. Same. That was cool. Yeah. It's, it's, crashed. it's cool to see, like, that the New Republic, like, don't really have a hold on the universe but like they're trying to enforce yeah and it was cool to see them show up at the end and basically be like yeah we could arrest you but uh bye yeah we just we don't got the time yeah yeah and my god did the razor crest get put through the ringer that poor thing i thought it was gonna be done yeah like literally the episode ends with just it being a hunk of junk hurling towards their destination i know like, is that it? Is that the end of the Razor Crest? Yeah, it was, it was a quick episode. I want to say it was only 30 minutes. I'm okay with that. You're, you're okay with it? Because, like, they, they, they go fluctuate between, like, a 45 and 30 minute. You're okay with the shorter episodes? With that specific episode, yeah. Yeah, it definitely gives me, you know, like, a Walking Texas Ranger or whatever it's called, you know, like, ser- uh, or just, I don't know, I guess any old Western serial. But what is Star Wars at its heart? It's, a western space opera yeah uh, obviously which i forgot about but lucas uh when he went to a movie company he pitched he's like i want to do a flash gordon film which flash gordon series is a very serial episodic yeah, yeah. and they were like we're not going to give you the rights to that and so he made his own take on it nice. and i guess we'll go into episode three which was the bo katan episode oh i hit my mic oops <laughs> and your heart you hit your heart so do you want to talk about everything for me yeah who directed that one wasn't that Bryce Dallas Howard yes it was yes 
the Clone Wars. I thought that was Bryce Dallas Howard as Bo Katan. Katie Sackoff. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was just an amazing episode between meeting Tosca Reeves and Axis Wolf. Um, seeing Bo Katan live action with the voice actress. That's cool. Holy casting. Imagine if, uh, you know, I mean, I guess what they, they, I think they brought back Ray Park, but imagine if they had the voice actor for Darth Maul, whoever, whatever, Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. Yeah, I love that guy. They did that in Solo. I think it was, yeah, he voiced him, but wasn't it uh, Ray, Ray Park? Park and the body again. Right, yeah. But Sam Whitworth was the voice. Yeah, it's really cool that they're doing that. I agree. Um, another thing, oh. the coolest element of that episode is we got a bit of the Mandalorian culture when we found out that Mando's a Death Watch child. Mm-hmm. And how, like, you know, basically he's finding out that he's, he was part of this extremist cult and that, you know, all the other Mandalorians are like, no, take your helmet off. And he, he's, oh. he stands by. Until later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but the main episode was once again kind of a side quest because they were basically like, "We'll give you your information if you help us take out this Imperial dropship." Yeah, but it felt less of one to me. Yeah, because it was it, it contributed towards the main story a lot more than the Frog Lady did. Yeah, and it was cool. It was a very action-heavy episode. It was like storming through the ship. It was really cool. I left that episode and thought, "Man, I want a Mandalorian video game." That would be, but man, he took so many hits in that episode. He did? He just ran in front of the shots, and I'm thinking, I'm like, there's enough gaps in those armor where he should probably be dead. Yeah, someone made a good point. They're like, someone's saying that Mando, like Din Djarin, was one of the most powerful Mandalorians. Someone's mm-hmm. like, dude, take off that Besker armor, and he's dead. Oh, he relies on that so much. He does. Which, which we'll talk about that one episode coming up uh, later in the season where he doesn't have the armor on and he has to defend yeah. himself, which that was a cool part. But uh, we, find out, we find out that Bo-Katan is still after that delicious dark saber. Mm, which you can get now on Star Wars Black Series. Like, oh, you can like, oh man. Star Wars Black Series, props and toys. Are you, yeah, are you, are you a dark saber fan? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So you can get the official like prop dark saber that, from the uh, Star Wars website or other that'd be cool. like Amazon. It's expensive. I'm sure. But you can get it. <laughs> yeah, they never really tell us how Moff Gideon came across the dark saber. I'm guessing. Um, they did later. Remember, he mentioned to Mando that he led the attack on Mandalore. Oh, really? Moff Gideon did. So it makes you think okay. He took it from Bo-Katan. Go and take it then. That would make sense. I wonder why he left. let her live. That would be my question is, well, if that's the case, why is Bo-Katan still alive? Yeah, we'll talk about Moff Gideon more because I have a lot to talk about with that character. Uh, episode four was uh, we went back with Carl Weathers' character and uh, Cara Dune. Yep. Cara Dune. You know, what I, you know what I realized about Cara Dune? Huh. I'm re-watching Deadpool right now. Yeah, she's Angel. Yeah, she's Angel. Angel Dust. Angel Dust, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, but that's really cool. Uh, would you? I I forget who directed that episode. I'd have to look. Um, but what'd you think about it overall? He went back. He uh, they went on a raid on the base. I uh, really enjoyed it. Jeans guy. They had the mithral as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love the uh, back and forth between mithral and Mando, but like not much of one. Yeah. <laughs> oh crap! You're here. Do you, Do you want to talk about Jeans guy? Say that again? Jean, jeans guy. 
<laughs> fact that you can see a crew member in jeans in one of the shots very cute. who they digitally removed he's no longer in the episode John, yeah, John Favreau went back and they digitally removed that. They should have left him just like they left the stormtrooper knocking his head. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking. Star Wars is full of those little mistakes. That you come to love. If you if you come across, you know, like uh, the prequels, that's all a mistake. Exactly. Okay, let's the, see. Yeah. had one good film. Sequel trilogy has a good film. The OT is the one that's pretty consistent all the way through. Yeah, uh, I mean, we could, honestly, I'd love to do an episode over the Star Wars, the nine films. Um, but we don't have to get into it right now. But I've, I'm not as much as the generation right now that's like, oh, the prequels are superior to the original trilogy, because they're not. I will never be that person. I will n- not even say technically that I'd say they're better films than the new trilogy. On a technical level alone, which is where it's all factual. Yeah. When you look at technical techniques... They did not do well. As films, the new trilogy is superior, but I would say I respect the fact that the prequels are very, this is George Lucas's vision. Yes. So, but we won't get into that right now. Uh, the whole Star Wars episode. Yeah. Um, more about that episode. Uh, he, oh, I love the Baby Yoda stuff at the school with the, the macaroons when he was eating. Yeah. That, was, that was very cute. What's what? Who was it? I was texting with I kind of want to eat that weird space candy that Baby Yoda was. And I'm like, a, a blue raspberry macaron? Yeah. Um, um, I'm sure you can I, yeah. any, most places. What was the blue guy's name you were talking about? Mithral. Yeah, that was, I, I enjoyed that. I didn't, like, when I first saw him, I'm like, this guy again. But throughout the episode, I'm like, okay, I see why you brought him back. Yeah. I mean, he was with, episode one. Yeah, that's true. So we so find out. Learn about it. it. By the end of the episode, we find out that Cara Dune gets recruited by the New Republic. And she says no. Yeah, well, we think she says no at first. But she never indicated that she was part of that either, because well, uh, she's still... By the season finale, remember when they go to get... Or not season, the episode before the season finale, when they go to get Mayfield, she uses her New Republic credentials. Is it? It just, they kept calling her sheriff, I thought. No, but, uh, like, um, if you remember... The end of the Boba Fett episode, the Robert Rodriguez episode, Mando goes up to her and he's like, so you're an officer of the New Republic now, huh? So she takes the job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is right. Uh-huh. But uh, cool TIE fighter chase when they were in the uh, the, the transport and uh, Carl Weathers' character was piloting in with the TIE fighters at the oh, end yeah. of the... Yeah. I love Chris Carga. He's a cool character. He is. I, I was surprised we only got one episode of him. I know, but at the same time, kind of feels like his story is a bit wrapped up for Mando. Oh, I know who directed that episode. Oh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, that's so cool that they let him direct an episode. I know. Yeah. Um, what was your highlight from that episode, would you say? Um, the, the, final, the final part when uh, you think Mando's gone because you're worried that they took the child... Uh, but then he s- flies in with the razor crest and blows up the TIE fighters and Baby Yoda throws his arms in the air. Oh, yeah. That was pretty That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, we get a hologram from the doctor talking more about doctor what they needed. Baby. Yeah, that was a good part. Um, yeah. My favorite part of the episode altogether, um, I was probably the TIE fighter chase with Carl Weathers just because I was very high intensity. I would say the same. Yeah, and the speeder bikes and stuff. That was that was very it's it's movie like it's movie quality action we're getting in these episodes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um uh, go ahead. 
Um, no, I was I was going to wrap up that episode. If you had anything yeah, else, to say. no, I was trying to think, but you're good. Okay, episode five, Ahsoka Tano. That was a good one. That was fun, a good one. Fun story. Yeah, I watched it when I was in Florida for Thanksgiving. Okay. But everybody was talking, so I never got to watch it like fully. Uh-huh. And I watched it again at home, where everybody ended up in the living room and everybody started talking again. So <laughs> three tries to watch this stinking episode. It was a long one. It was almost an hour. Oh dang. Yeah. That um, at the beginning was just beautiful. Oh, I was I was not expect like because I didn't look at anything online, and so I just thought it was yeah. going to be another episode because, of course, episode three left off with Bo-Katan name dropping Ahsoka Tano. I figured since this one was directed by Dave Filoni himself. Oh, you're right. I'm like, oh, well, then he's gonna, you know, that's his baby, that's Ahsoka. Before we get into her as a character herself, he shot that episode very well. Oh, 100%. The forest stuff, it was very, it was, it was very cool. Yeah. I would love to see him direct more live action Star Wars stuff. You and I both. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about uh, what we thought about Rosario Dawson. I didn't think it was bad casting. No, I thought it was great. Same. I thought, like, I didn't watch that much of Rebels, so I haven't seen, like, the new, but, like, yeah, I watched I watched all of Clone Wars. I watched the Season 7 stuff. I think it's very in line with her animated counterpart. Mm-hmm. But people were like, no, it's not, because she's, like, going around murdering people with lightsabers. Yeah, but did you see the color of those lightsabers? She's got a little excuse. Right, exactly. And they, they made that very clear, which I enjoy, that she's yeah. not a Jedi anymore. No, she's not. Yeah. Like, that's that's almost the main reason why, you know, by the time we got to when he we found out name, Grogu, mm-hmm. um, by the time we got to him, like, here, Grogu is yours now, she's like, listen, A, he's too attached to you, and B, I'm not really, like, a Jedi. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. this isn't my place to, to teach him. Um, we, uh, we got that, that cool fight with which people say she should have taken her out easily, but she fights the mistress or whatever. I forget what the magistrate, I forget or Mag- yeah, whatever. Mag- um, that was a cool fight. Magic the Gathering, yeah, yes, thank you. It was um, a sweet fight, yeah. And then Mando she- was dealing with uh, the magistrate's right hand, yeah, that was a cool little standoff. He was just like, So, who do you think's gonna win? I know. Like, my money's on my guy, but uh, yours sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the little fight we got between Mando and Ahsoka, that was cool at the beginning of the... Oh, run into, yeah. He's just like, I'm not even here to kill you, but I uh-huh. will do this. Or when they were by the campfire and he, like, she wouldn't listen to him, but every time he said Grogu, Grogu was like, mm-hmm. and gave him, like, the... Yeah, that was adorable. It was. Or when he's and, playing with the little ball. Yeah, I think that was the, maybe the first episode where I really felt the connection, even though I know it was evident, but like I really felt the connection between uh, Mando and Grogu. Like that's oh, his 100%. kid. 100%. Yeah. I think my favorite scene in all of that, though, was that beginning fight when she cuts down the tree and uh-huh. she force throws the stump at the other dude. Yeah. It's like when she cuts the tree, she cuts through another guy or whatever. Yeah. And then uses that tree stump and throws it at another dude, knocking him down. I was like, yes. Yeah, it was. I it's cool to see like that's because that makes sense that's what Ahsoka would be doing you know she's she doesn't have like an order that she's a part of she's just trying to like a free people planet by planet yeah so I, I, I yeah even though people are like it was a vessel to sell a new show Ahsoka I'm very excited for Ahsoka Tano TV Thanks. show Ahsoka's gonna be a great show yeah and of course the name drop at the end that threw everyone was Grand Admiral Thrawn yeah everyone's like oh Thrawn which yeah. I'm guessing is gonna be Book of Boba 
I think it's going to be the piece that connects all these films together. It would not surprise or it shows. It would not surprise me if Thrawn is like the Thanos of these shows. I can see that. Cumberbatch question mark. I'm down. Although okay. I also wanted Richard E. Grant at first. Yeah. But then I learned he's in Star Wars already. Who is he? He's in Rise of the Skywalker. He's like after Hux's death, from what I can remember. Oh yeah, he. Oh um. Yeah, that's that's Admiral Pride, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's the the guy that's like secretly a part of the Final Order and works for Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He would have been a good Thrawn. You're right. Yeah. Um. But I'm trying to think about that episode all the way. I'm trying to think of other highlights or things I didn't like, which I can't think of anything. Um. That was my thought. It problem. was, was interesting. Three films, no, three shows set after Mando or in the Mando timeline. Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic. Did they confirm that Book of Boba will take place after? Yes, it was in that Favreau interview. I almost was hoping for almost like an anthology series, which wouldn't, it wouldn't work completely, I guess, but I guess just don't take off the helmet because obviously Tamar Morrison looks older, but maybe we could have seen like what he did before Empire. You know what I mean? That would have been cool. Why would you run a show called The Mandalorian and then have a non-Mandalorian take the front? That's true. I just, you know, with the title yeah. Book of Boba Fett, I just thought we'd have like chap, like just, you know, throughout his life almost. Yeah. Um, you know, people are still arguing that Boba is a Mando despite denying it multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, we, I we found out way. which we'll talk about uh, next episode yeah. is actually the Boba Fett episode, but um, we found out that Jango Fett was adopted into the Mandalorian. A foundling. Yeah, he was a foundling. Um, so no, Mando's not. I'm Mando. Boba's not a Mandalorian. Yeah, but, but he's uh, a of one. Right, which I'm. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes both fans happy. You know, it's like, yeah, he's. We find out that Jango was a Mandalorian, which they did. They they denied in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the Mand- on on Mandalore during that arc, they say Jango is just an imposter, but then we find out no, he is. And then we also find out that, yeah, you could say Boba's a Mandalorian, but not by blood, no. Well, you can't even say it anymore because he mentions later, I do not follow the Mandalorian way. I have no allegiance to anyone. I'm just a man trying to make my way through the galaxy. Great line. (laughs) Rips that off from his his father. To go a little further ahead, they go, you know, you're disgraced to the armor. You're no Mandalorian. He goes, I never said I was. Mm Mm-hmm. Twice we've got him really denying the fact that he's a Mandalorian, therefore not a Mandalorian. And it would be weird if he was a Mandalorian because he, de- he doesn't follow the rules. From any tradition. Yeah, and it's and like he's not like, it'd be weird if Mando started, Mando, God, why do I keep doing that? <laughs> it'd be weird if Boba starts following like a creed or something. Yeah. He's, just, he's just, he's by himself. He's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk what about the, go the, into the episode as a whole? Yeah. What do you, what, uh, talk about what you liked about it. Well, who's this one? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, episode six. Yes, the sixth one was Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Yes, that's right. We're on six now. I'm... Yeah, to, to the the temple episode. The temple. Yeah. Oh, that clean boba armor. Uh, we we don't see that that episode yet. Is it seven? We see that. Yeah, seven. He cleans it. Six. He he puts it on, but it's still scuffed up like hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he has that really cool scene where he uh. Makes his little aimer go down and he blows up. 
Yeah, his, his range finder and he uses the missile to, yeah, that was really cool. Oh, introduction of the Dark Troopers. What are your thoughts? So I remember them from, uh, they were, they, these might be different troopers. I'm sure someone's going to tell me they're juggernaut troopers or something, but I remember fighting them in the Force Unleashed. Um, but they were, they were manned then. There was like a guy in a suit. Yes, with this yeah. they said we took the man out of it. Right, and I really liked how they moved. I couldn't tell if they were practical or CG. I'm sure they were CG. Yeah. But they, how they moved looked very convincing. They were very menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I dug the, the sound, the look. They had like, we'll talk about how they had their own like theme music, yeah. almost like very dubstepy. I would say. Oh, uh, the memes are great. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that later, but I enjoyed them. They, they came in at the end to scoop up uh, Grogu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the episode as a whole, and a lot of people said this, and I thought the same thing watching it. You might think different. And this isn't a this is not a a rip at the episode at all, but it felt like a fan film. It did. And I like don't how it was shot. It felt that way. Like apparently th- that episode was shot on location though. Maybe that's why. Yeah. We're so used to not having on location films. Uh-huh. That maybe because that's what fan films do. They don't use extra stuff. It's usually right. location. And so obviously this doesn't have the exact budget of the movie. It was a lower budget shot. It, it was a lower budget yeah. on location shot Star Wars thing. So obviously fan film. Yeah. And action heavy to the max. This episode was. Oh. Yeah. And we got a lot of Finnick, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Made me like her even more than I already did. Right, and you know, robot, robot guts, robot intestines. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. You know, um, he, it, a lot of some people said this whole Boba Fett felt out of character. That he was like, "I'm in debt to you. We got to help you." But I'm like, it's not it's like not you know Boba's character. Right, like it's not like he was part of the Empire. It's not like he like he doesn't like the Empire. Yeah, he's just in it for like the money. He's a man of. I would say he's a man of honor. I would say so too. Yeah, and he, Mando gave him the armor back, and he promised, you know, I, as long as, you know, you give me the armor, we'll protect the child at all costs. Yeah. And uh, we, the Razor Crest finally met its end. Uh, but it was repairs. It was, yeah. Huh? Uh, but, man, when that Slave 1 popped out of hyperspace. I know. Oh. I, I was like... I, because I, I didn't know it was going to, I thought we were going to have a fight between Boba and Mando, which I almost wish we would have gotten, to, but then again, you know, people would have debated like who's better. And I was worried that this, this show was going to become a Boba Fett show. Yeah. Is that a slave one behind you? Yes, that is a Lego slave one behind me. That's what I thought. I was like, wait yeah. a minute, since we're talking it's actually, about it. It's actually the Razor Crest right next to it, too. I have the Razor Crest, if you can see it's there. The Razor Crest? Yeah, the Razor Crest is next to it. It's a Lego Ooh. Razor Crest. Yeah. That is that is how you represent. Right, I have Mando and Boba out of their ships facing off against each other just right behind me. All I've got behind me is a crooked Batman poster and some Funkos. That's, and I was going to say, and a butt-ton of Funkos. That's that's not a bad man cave yourself. I've got 94. 94. My closet's full of Funkos. Uh, and if you want to keep it on the Mando topic, I've been hunting for the Mando Funko for a while. If anyone listening to this knows where I can get it. We'll link our Amazon wish list. <laughs> I'm going to go check Amazon after this. They have an Amazon exclusive Mando pop where he's okay. blasting off with Grogu. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not um, a regular size one. 
I saw, I was at the comic book store today. I saw Grogu Funko Pop like by himself. I want to get those, but they're the size of like double packs. No, it was well, like, are you talking like the big ones? Yeah. It was a normal well, size Funko. Like a normal? Yeah, it was a normal box. It was just him in his little pod by himself. Oh, okay. They're um the ones without the pod mm-hmm. are normal Funko size, but the boxes are the size of like double packs. Yeah. So that's what I'm like, ooh. I don't Does know it come I'm... with Mando also, or is it just? No, it's just to fit his friggin' ears. <laughs> that is the only that's reason funny. they do a double pack size is to fit Grogu's ears. Something we didn't talk about in the Ahsoka episode is we find out Grogu was in, was part of the Jet, like was in the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six. Oh. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. I, I I I almost hope in season three, even though I don't know if we'll see any more of the child in season three, mm-hmm. um, we maybe get a flashback to that. I'd be down. Or the yeah. show. Maybe the she meets up with Luke at some point. That's true. Know. That's true. Or yeah. Um something that uh, oh, before we really stop talking about now. Something that we need to talk about before the end of the Boba episode is why they're at the the scenes rock or whatever it's called, the temple. Oh yeah, it's to find a Jedi and basically send out a homing beacon saying, "Hey, yeah, I need help." I liked I liked that whole effect where you know he's trying to get to him and he can't because like the force field around him force was really field. cool. <laughs> yeah, force wall. Ha ha ha. And we'll talk about it later, but we find out he did. Someone picked up on the other line. Oh, someone most definitely does in the next episode. Two episodes. In the next two episodes. Next two episodes, because we'll, we'll talk about episode seven, which was the return of uh, Mayfield. My Mayfield. favorite Star Wars episode. Um, yeah, what's that? What's that actor's name again? Bill Burr. Bill Burr plays Migs Mayfield, and it is yeah. It's directed by the same guy that did the prison episode last season, right? Mm-hmm. I think I, so. I am blanking. I didn't see who directed this one. Yeah, I think it was the same guy. Whoever did the prison episode in season one, I'm sure I'll think of it by the end oh, of yeah, it. Rick but uh. Yes. He did Dope, which is a great movie as well. Oh, I hear, I've, I've heard about that. Something I love about um, Bill Burr is he vocally hates Star Wars. Uh-huh. And I almost feel like, you know, it, it's cool to get like that person's perspective on someone that's not super connected to the series. But in all fairness, Harrison Ford vocally that's true. Star Wars. That's and true. And Solo. And he I feel like episode seven. I feel like if they would have killed him off in Empire like he wanted, he would have not hated Star Wars as much as he does. He doesn't like the fans. Yeah, and though, you and know... I I, fans either. I feel bad for him because it's obvious, you know, it's like 40 years have passed since those original films and he still gets bombarded with questions. But I mean, come on, they, they love you, Harrison. Be nicer. He's nicer to the Indiana Jones fan, but... That's true. Being a toxic Indiana Jones fan? Yeah, uh, I love how Mark Hamill, he he loves it. He loves oh, yeah. the, uh, which we'll talk about Mark Hamill soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about episode seven as a whole, which uh, there's there's honestly a lot to unpack in that episode. Uh, between him getting picked up at the prison field. Yeah. Glorious. Um, I really love this episode. Right. The point of the episode, of course, is to get the coordinates from off Gideon's cruiser because the last episode ended, we briefly touched on it with uh, Grogu getting taken by the dark troopers and now Moff Gideon is in possession of the child. Yes. And um, we, oh, we get... Yeah. Talk about it. That version of Stripe from Stargirl. I just need to get that out there and ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> See, still haven't watched Stargirl, so I can't get that reference. 
Raw, uh, they start filming soon for season two, so get on it. Okay, will do. Uh, is it like a 20, 20 episode season? How much do I gotta watch? Yeah, how much do I gotta watch? I gotta know. Less than that, I think it's only like 10. Okay, I'm totally up for investing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the point of the episode, they have to go to an Imperial base and they get Mayfeld back because he used to be an Imperial sharpshooter. Um, and it's cool because, uh, we get to see the turbo tanks, um, first off, uh, from the Clone Wars. That was cool to see. Um, and they, before all that, they have to, uh, put on a stormtrooper or whatever tank driver armor, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Sand trooper? No, they were, I guess it was like, it looked like sand trooper armor, but a different color, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mayfeld and Mando have to drive a tank and we get to, a really, fight, fight. Yeah, we get a really intense tank fight. Yeah, like, like, were they pirates? Do you want to say? Because I feel like pirates steal things the whole time. I'm thinking, why are they just blowing it up? Are they pirates? Are they natives? I think they mentioned natives. Okay. It would make sense if they're natives. Cause if they're pirates, they were trying to steal it. Natives, they just don't want this stuff on their land anymore. Yeah. And um, it was such a good fight. Yeah, because Mando doesn't have his armor or like, you know, his best guard. Yeah. I just, I love moving vehicle fights of any kind. Uh huh. Roof. Like fights. almost like that uh, sand crawler scene in season one. Yeah. When he's trying to, that was a cool scene. Uh, but yeah, the, it, it's really cool. Mayfeld's like not trying, trying to drive too fast or it'll explode. So you have that. You have the thermal detonators going off. And I love the scene where like he Mando just gets up because he's like I did it and then he sees like six more yeah and this he's ready to fight on but then the tie fighters come through and that was a cool perspective because never do you never do you see tie fighters and stormtroopers and go oh thank god it's tie fighters and stormtroopers but you see they've got each other's backs yeah and how they're saluting and stuff or if you play fall in order you know that Darth Vader don't got their back yeah and but you know everything's crashing down on these poor stormtroopers yeah and these these guys don't even really have a cause to fight for anymore since the empire is gone they're just there for each other yeah and uh then we get probably one of the most tense scenes in the whole season oh yeah uh before that he takes his helmet off we get that mm-hmm. which i loved because that shows you how much he cares about grogu because the man doesn't even hesitate he's like i'll do it okay but what kills me is it just they just needed a face that's it that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, well, don't you need an Imperial face? Yeah, not one in their database, just a face. Yeah, like, the whole point is the computer needs to scan your face, and you would think the point of that is for facial recognition. Nope, just needs a face. Nope, it just needs a face. To go back uh. a bit, when Mayfeld has to drive a certain speed, yeah. it reminded me of that mission in Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah. With the uh, scarecrow toxin uh-huh. and the cure, and you're just like, the stress i didn't make that connection but you're right but now imagine being in charge of a vehicle with that kind of stress yeah being chased by people yeah oh that was yeah that's funny i need to go back and play that game good game in my opinion like four times i've got a problem yeah it's it's that even though i think the combat's the best in that game it is story's the best in arkham city yeah we'll get into that another time yeah, I'd love to talk. I'd love to do a even even origins. I'm a fan of. Oh, just an Arkhamverse episode. Yeah, I would love to do a talk about there because we already did a Batman appreciation episode with the Geekly Weekly. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about the scene where uh, he talks to Joe Chill. Speaking of Batman. Yeah. Batman begins. 
Yeah. Uh, we get. Moss. I don't. Was he a moth? Or sorry, no. Uh, general something. Right. Yeah, because the moths are few and far between. Because they're like the highest rank you can get as a. Uh... The only ones I know are Tarkin and now Gideon. Right, because even like uh, you know the guy in Rogue One, I'm blanking on his name. Orson Krennic. He was not a moth. Yeah. Right. And even high he ranking, he is like is like even high ranking. He was. He wasn't a moth yet. He was director clinic. Right. Um, so yeah, we get that scene where uh, the the general guy is like, let's have a drink. And so we get unmasked Mando, Mayfeld, and- uh, I said his name wrong. It's brown eyes. Brown, brown eyes. Uh, that, was, that was funny because like, it was cool to see how Mayfeld like knew like the slang and the talk of like how the empire works still. No. Yeah. And it was cool to see that he had, he had, he had brown eyes his back. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest, everybody hated Mayfeld up into this episode. Uh-huh. My favorite in season one. He's my favorite now. Oh, he, I would love to see him come back for another episode. If we just have like a Mayfeld episode every season, that'd oh, be yeah. cool. But we can't because he's dead. He's dead. I'm doing air quotes, but this is a dead. podcast. He's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole scene, you knew he was just going to shoot that guy. I didn't. I was surprised. I was like, oh. I was like, I didn't want it to happen, but I'm like, I know this is leading up to him just like, there's no other way the scene can end besides him just nerf, nerfing or, um, you know, like, cause he brings up Operation Cinder, which is a thing from Battlefront 2, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's a new one, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, the general guy's like, oh, or Mayfeld's like, let's toast Operation Cinder, which obviously he was a part of, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how all the lives they lost in the generals. Like, what? Too, please. <laughs> I I love I love Battlefront too. Same. Um, but uh, the general guy's like, well, you know, just people die in battle and stuff, and it doesn't matter. It's not like I care right at all. You could see, and then like the whole episode, the whole scene. Uh, brown eyes is just giving him the look like, don't you freaking do it. I was waiting honestly for someone like Finnick, Boba, or Cardoon to come in and save their butts. That's true. Or the climax end up being nothing, no payoff. Yeah, it was cool though. Because they had, they had to shoot their way out by themselves, which was cool. Yeah. And then from it, no. There's a meme, obviously, from the point of view of them talking. Mm -hmm. There's one where you see the guy during the fight scene, kind of Mm -hmm. peeking out through the window, and then Mando kind of crouches down and shoots him. Uh Basically saying. Kathleen Kennedy lining up the rest of Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy getting let go. Uh, it could happen any day now. Sure it is. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was recent. After Disney Investor Day filmed. Oh, game. that's rough. Did they announce a new president? Not yet. I think oh. rumor has it it'll be Feige, but I don't know. Okay, you're probably right. It it should either be Favreau or... Filoni! Filoni, Filoni, yeah, but then what about, I think, could they do, like, because I think Favreau's doing just as good, you know? But, come on. Mando. Filoni, under, Filoni understands Star Wars better. Favreau has Mando under his belt, Star Wars-wise. Filoni has yeah. Mando, Rebels, Clone Wars, come on. Isn't, is it Maloney and Favreau doing Ahsoka? Filoni and Favreau, I think. I know they're doing Boba and Rangers. Yeah. So they might be doing Ahsoka. I don't know. I think it's just Filoni. Okay. 
we get that final escape scene uh, where they all get into Slave 1, and then we get that really cool scene, which a lot of people didn't get, but I, I saw it right away, was the connection where he just does Moff Gideon's speech back to Moff Gideon. Oh, yeah, I loved it. And it's episode yeah. 7 on each, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's the end of episode 7, so it winds up just season season. Moff Gideon yeah. delivers that speech at the end of episode 7. Mando does it at the end of episode 7, season 2, back to him. Oh, I loved it. It was so intense. Did you see the memes where it's like taken? Like it's like, you know how he gives the, I will find you and I will <laughs> kill you. It was basically that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that sets up everything. That sets up episode eight. Oh, the finale. Yeah. Uh, once again, directed by Peyton Reed. And uh, here you can you walk us through it. You know, the MCU director that has an after credit scene. He does? Boba. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. The after, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. so it kind of starts out with them just building up their team, really. Yeah. And they go, they find, you know, we got Finnick and Boba, of course, and Cardoon. And then we've got them meeting up with uh, Bo-Katan and Costa Reeves, which was a scene in itself that can be broken down. Oh, we but, saw their ship. I, I just wanted to touch on that. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, the, the sh- it, we only saw it in the Clone Wars, so that was our first time we got to see it live action. But for a brief second, we saw it parked outside next to the Slave One. Yeah. Which was cool. Uh, but about that entire scene yeah where's where's axe wolves where's axe's wolves <laughs> i saw memes it shows axes hey guys i gotta go to the bathroom mando and boba show up they leave with Bo-Katan and Casca. axes comes out of the bathroom guys yeah i wouldn't yeah i don't know if it was a if he just couldn't return if he didn't fit in the scene at all i don't know someone said and maybe this is true um We'll get, uh, I'm jumping around a bit, but this, and it's, it's cool because they don't, I didn't realize it, but the, the scene where they storm uh, Moff Gideon's ship, that's all females. Yeah, I know. You notice how you can do it well? And not like make it obvious? Yeah. And I, that, it was, it was a cool moment looking back on it. Maybe that's yeah. why they didn't bring him back because he wouldn't fit into that. But he could have gone off with Boba. Mando, right, right, right. But uh, yeah, you want to talk about the little, fight we get between uh Casca and uh Boba. It was just a roast battle. All yeah. they did was hire a WWE superstar diva and have yeah. her roast and trash talk people. Which was pretty it, it worked. It did. That's all she does anyways. Yeah, like, and I I love how Mando's like look or man go oh, I did it again. Boba. I I love how Bob A feet that's a robot chicken reference. Boba T Bo- Boba T. Um, I like how he's like, yeah, I'm not a freaking Mandalorian. I didn't say I was. I know. And everyone's like, he's a Mando. Him? Uh-uh. He's a Mando. Yeah. Uh-uh. He's like, he's like, I don't care about your uh, trying to free Mandalore. That's not what I'm about. I just want the money and to just get through the galaxy and life. Yeah. And we, we see it's clear that Bo-Katan's like, yeah, okay, if you can get me the moth and I can get my Darksaber, I'm all for tagging along with you. And that's all it took. Yeah, we get that cool scene before that, if you want to talk about where they take the uh, the Imperial shuttle. Uh, remember, that's how they get Dr. Kirsch, Kirschner. Pershing. Pershing. Why did I say Kirschner? Yeah, er, okay. With the uh, little backstory. Yeah. And he ju- she just she, she shot him in the face. It was great. Yeah. And we find out oh, that she's an, she's an Alderaan uh, survivor. Yes. Which is really cool. It adds a lot to her character that she lost everyone. Her character, just talk about the third out of nowhere character, the background. Who's that? You don't know what it was like to lose all the men we lost. This is why it was okay taking out Alderaan. 
you think we didn't know when they blew up the Death Star? I'm like, yeah. Oh. I like I like how she says which one. I know. <laughs> I was like roast. Dude, she blasted him, no problem. I've never seen anyone get shot in the face in a Star Wars thing. But that we have. And yeah. Glorious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we'll get to we'll just get to where they storm Moff Gideon's ship. It's a yes. it's a pretty good plan. They they use the, the Imperial shuttle. And they get in. Mm-hmm. They just want to get in, get out, and get Grogu. Is it weird that the doctor seems real helpful to tell him how the ship works? I don't think the Pershing has any allegiance. I think he's doing it out of fear. That's true. Because he's a, he's, a Cam- he's a Camino person. Yeah. Yeah. Which they don't really fully say what they wanted Grogu for. They're just like, we need his blood. I go, okay, what do you need his blood for? They do. He's midichlorians. Okay, so what? What were they going to use the midichlorians for? They were trying to harvest them is all we knew. And like make more force sensitive people i think so yeah okay i just didn't know because like people were like they're bringing back palpatine and i'm like i don't think that's what it's for they're talking it's either doing that or setting up snoke okay that'd be wouldn't that wouldn't the payoff be kind of dumb if that it was just snoke you know what i want what star killer that i think he's not canon anymore is he He's not, and this would be a perfect avenue to make him canon. It makes sense why he's not canon because of how damn overpowered he is. Yeah. Because, like, imagine if there's, there, like, Darth Vader just had an apprentice that just brings down Star Destroyers on the weekends with by himself. But you could nerf him a little bit. That's I true. And that's, we just want Sam Witwer to come into the universe. Leave me alone. No, I do too. I love the guy. He's so good. Yeah, okay. Um, so like we said, females storm the bridge and they, they get the bridge, but no no Moff Gideon. I'm gonna be honest, um watching Tosca Reeves and both at the end just kind of jump off the bridge. Yeah, nothing. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you thought they just pieced out like I'm dead. Bye. No, I really thought they were just like, Okay, this is your fight, bye. Yeah. I'm is like, it me oh. or did Moff Gideon's plan either non existent or sucked? Oh, I think he was definitely like ambushed as a whole. That's true. It's just like normally you'd think like his only backup, like his only plan was dark troopers are coming. Yep. And uh, I guess you're right. He just got overwhelmed, I guess. But his plan was like, I'm not going to be in the bridge. I'm going to be somewhere else. Yeah. And Mando comes across him after taking on a dark trooper, which was a really cool scene where it's one-on-one with the dark trooper. The rock'em sock'em robots. He was pounding into Mando's mask. He was. Like I wanted to see like a, uh, like a, what it would have looked like inside because i am oh, sure yeah just him like Ugh, ow, ow. you can't see my face right now because oh, wait, we saw his face later right which he looked all pretty fine all things considered yeah <laughs> yeah oh. but i thought like even though his helmet's best car i just think inside the helmet he would have looked like play-doh right okay. uh but yeah it was cool he sent all the other ones out of the airlock and in my head i'm thinking i'm like okay but they're robots so, but he sends about the airlock. Yep. Um, and then we get that, we get their face, the face off with Moff Gideon. It was cool that uh, was. Moff Gideon was like, uh, just take the kid. I don't really need the kid. And then he freaking turns his back to him. Yeah. That was a, that was a, it was a short fight, but I loved how Moff Gideon was just swinging that thing. He was, he was trying, he was going for blood. Yeah. I feel like at a point he kind of low-key gave up. Yeah, here's what, well, he had an easy shot to take him out at first in the back. He should have just chopped his head off because he didn't yeah. have like a neck guard or something, but whatever. 
He bested him in combat, so him back. hashtag Mando is the rightful ruler of Mandalore now. Yeah. Um, and the, really. And uh, we get that, you know, we get all the characters together in the bridge and we find out that, like we just talked about, Mando has the saber and Bo-Katan needs the saber. But you can't give it to Bo-Katan. Right, which, and my, couldn't they just have a sparring match? Yeah, you think, I need to look into the history of this. Yeah, because, well, okay, a lot of people, a lot of people complained. A lot of people complained about that. You know why? Because the rebels. Yeah, you know, you know how Bo-Katan got the saber, right? It was given to her by Sabine. Yeah, Sabine's the one that won it in combat. She just gave it to, yeah, she, I thought she. Her mother ended up taking out Gar Saxon. Oh, okay. Then Sabine got it from her mom, gave it to Bo-Katan. Okay, so all things considered, Sabine's mom should be the rightful ruler of Mandalore right now? Okay. So I don't think Bo-Katan really knew. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so, but that scene gets interrupted when dark troopers return. And they rock them, sock them robots the door. Until one X-Wing arrives. Dude, they said X-Wing, I'm just sitting there like, Jedi, 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 Jedi. Yeah, I and was like... And lightsaber came through and I went, oh! <laughs> I, I wanted to say Luke right away, but then I think I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know how they would do it. I, I didn't, CGI never really went in my brain. So I thought, could it be Sebastian Stan? Like the rumors are saying, but it's not like we ever saw him on set. And I feel like that would have been announced. We never, so then, they never leaked Mark Hamill stuff. Right. And so I was thinking, I'm like, Ezra, cause he has a green lightsaber too. Yeah. So, but then we saw the robot hand in one normal hand. I just, I didn't even notice that. I just saw green and I went, Luke. Oh, I was every second, like I could, even though I could have just hit play, I, I paused and I was like, mm-hmm. And then I'm paused. <laughs> and like, I was like, I'm like examining the robes that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. And so by the end of it, I was like, okay, Luke. But I'm like, how the hell are they going to do this? And they did it. Yeah. With uh, pretty, pretty good. De- like, was it, was it, what do you want, de-aging? Do you want to call it? Yep. Okay. Mark Hamill's voice. On another dude's body, just like they did um, Hank Pym in Endgame. Thank you, Peyton Reed. It worked because Peyton Reed knows how to do, uh, has worked with that before, I guess. Because Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, who did the Russo brothers? Oh, wait, Peggy. Yeah. No, Hank Pym. Oh, yeah, because he was in that one scene in Endgame. Oh, Ant-Man suit. Or, yeah. Well, was that yeah. even CG with Peggy or is that just a lot of makeup? That was just Peggy being Peggy. Oh, and... looks that young. No, 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 no. I meant when it's old Peggy and Winter Soldier. Uh, Makeup mixed with CG. Okay, and old Chris Evans at the end of Endgame. Makeup mixed with CG. Okay. Um, But yeah, I... Listen, he could have... They could have shot it from the back so you never see his face. They could have kept the hood on, I guess. But it, it... For a TV, it was fine. People are complaining, but it looked better than Leia and Rogue One. Totally. And this is a damn TV it's a show. Budget. Yeah. Like, and and listen, of course, I wouldn't want to see a whole TV show with that. Too bad, because we're getting one. Well, like, well, it's not like we're getting a Luke TV show. You know what I mean? It's Skywalker TV show in development currently. No way. Announced yesterday. Okay. I to add that to the news. Sebastian Stan, right? That's what you do. I say go with a no-name. You could do it. It's not that he's. It's just. Have you seen the pictures? He, he looks so much like Return of the Jedi. Like it, but one, he's gonna be Pat doing Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
finding time within that with the schedule and COVID. Two, he's a bit too old right now. This is only seven years after Return of the Jedi. Luke's still only like 18 or something like that. Uh, by the end of Return of the Jedi, he's like 25. That much time passed? Well, in the first one, he's 18. And like, by oh, okay, he would be 16 in the first one. That's why. No, in the first one, he's 18. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a three year gap between New Hope and Empire and like a one or two year gap between Return of the Jedi and Empire. Okay. So yeah, he's, he's mid twenties by when he takes his head off. And people were like, well, it shouldn't have been Luke. It should have been a different Jedi. I'm like, no, it makes sense. He's building the Jedi Academy at this point. Which means if Grogu's in the Jedi Academy where Ben Solo killed all the Jedi, okay. Uh, okay. Apparently in the comic, Ben does not kill anyone. I don't read the Star Wars comics. I Which would make serious. sense because like, it's not like, why would he kill the other Jedi? You know what I mean? Because like the only reason he like, got ticked off was because in his opinion he thought luke killed him or tried to kill him yeah so it makes sense that you know he would fight back against luke and it makes sense why he would like no i guess he wouldn't start killing all the other i like the idea that the knights of ren were supposed to be the other students but i don't think they ended up being the other students we don't know what the knights of ren were cannon fodder pretty much yeah um but overall uh we oh we got that very emotional scene when he takes off his helmet again to show Grogu's face and Grogu touches his yeah. face. Yeah. I know. So um, that was that was how we left the show. A lot of unanswered questions. Season three, though. Season three, which people are like, where do you go? I say you take back Mandalore. Yeah. Also, my right. phone alerted me. We're now yeah. on Google Podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Uh, look out for other platforms. Uh, I'm very happy that we were able to be on Spotify. I think that's awesome. We now have Spotify, Pocket Cast, and now Google Podcast. Awesome. I hope to drop this episode on Christmas Day, if that's possible. Grogu Podcast? Gro- <laughs> no, we're dropping this Christmas Day. Okay, super. Um, real quick, before we wrap up our Mando talking, yes. you want to touch on the uh, after credit scene? It was just he went in, killed Bib Fortuna, sat down in the throne. Bib Fat Tuna? Yeah, for real. He, what, it's only been like a few years after Return of the Jedi, and he really put on the Jabba Pounds. Seven. I thought he was on Jabba's sail barge when it exploded. Yes, not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, that was cool. He just walks up to Bib Fortuna. Okay, fun he, fact. Bib, Bib, Fort- in the office? Bib Fortuna says McClunky before he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's funny. It was a great scene. I want to know what that means, because now Greedo says it. What does it mean? No, I said, and then we get the Book of Boba. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just sits on the throne, and now I'm guessing he's in charge of the Hut clan? I don't know. Is I thought they disbanded afterwards. Right, you're right. After the death of Jabba the Hut, you would think the Hut clans are gone. I don't know what he's doing. We'll see in the Book of Boba. It's going to be a whole series where he just, like, kicks sand into the Sarlacc pit. Like, screw you, man. The entire thing is just 45 minutes of him just marking the Sarlacc pit with different... Yeah. Just like trying to use like like using a weed whacker, maybe like some like shooting whatever like the uh, spray into it. That grenade that he dropped from yeah. Slave One. No, I'm excited that to see what Slave One into it. I I'm happy that this didn't become the Boba Fett show, and now we are getting his own show. And I loved exactly. more Morrison, so I'm I'm very excited for next Christmas. I am too. But speaking of Christmas, it's time to go into our Christmas Eve. All right. Um, do you want to do? We're going to talk about our top, top five Christmas five movies, films, and Christmas specials. Do you want to go first? Uh, five up. 
Yeah, number five up. Five? So for me, number five, I got Prep and Landing. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good though. And Disney right. and Hulu. Wrap it up. Give me, give me a synopsis. Well, basically, these elves are basically almost like FBI type agents, Secret Service mm -hmm. type of spies. They um go into the house. They prep the house so Santa can land and go in with smooth everything. They're yeah. the prep and landing guys. They prep for the Santa landing. Animated, right? Yes, it's great. Okay. Guy named Wayne gets a new guy, so it's you know veteran versus rookie. Mm -hmm. type of story so it's like a buddy cop almost Santa and his elves yes cool Disney plus I'll check it out yep or Hulu if you don't have Disney plus okay there's two uh, do, do you want to do your number four or do you want me to do no, my number, you five? Do your number five okay number five bit controversial but it's just very nostalgic for me and I say nostalgic like it's old it's not it just came out a very important time it's Polar Express okay it's I say controversial, not really, but I say that because a lot of people aren't a fan of the animation style. I like the animation style. It just is boring for me. It's boring, but a lot of people say it's off-putting because it's in between, like, looks like people, but it's yeah. not people. I get that. Um, I think it's very heartwarming. We, we, I think you can say this. We, we, the book was read to us, like, every year in elementary school. I remember the TV. There's a book? Yeah, there's a book. <laughs> No, I didn't know that. They always oh, okay. did a movie for us. Yeah, the book came out. Movie it's and like hot a, cocoa of the day. That's what I'm saying. I remember in elementary school, they'd read us the book and then they'd wheel out the TV on the cart and we'd get hot chocolate and watch Polar Express. I did not know there was a book. Yeah, there's a, it's a picture. It's a really, it's a kid's book, but it came out while before the movie. Um, Tom, I, we'll talk about Disney characters later, but I'd almost put Tom Hanks in that movie as one of my favorite Disney characters, or Disney Christmas characters. Oh, and a great song. It is. Anyway, hit me Three with your number four. Together. Yeah. My number four is Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. That's your favorite out of the trilogy? Hate me. I don't care. Okay, defend it. Go. Martin Short as Jack Frost is all I need. Okay, you win. <laughs> okay, but he that, that like... Battle for the Pope? That's true. Battle Just check Pope. the... Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes score for that? Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes score for most movies? That's true, and I, I'm I'm never one of those people that's like runs. It's just like it's it's just the general public's perspective is that's the lowest of the three. I know I don't know why, but I've always loved it the most. When I was a kid, I loved it the most. Especially when Jack Frost nails Santa with that shovel. Yeah. There's too many great moments. The only thing in two that I liked more was Chet the reindeer. Man, it's been. A <laughs> while. I've literally watched one like four times in the span of a week. The other week. But I did. I have not touched the other two in a while. I might have to go watch. We two watched or number two last night. Okay, that's the one with Robo Santa, right? Yes, Santa's okay. got buzz. Yeah. So escape or escape cause? Okay. Uh huh. I love Tim Allen as Santa. Oh, same. He's my favorite. As much as much as uh, what's his name is good in the Christmas Chronicles. Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's pretty good, but you can't beat the original. No. Uh, my number four uh, might be controversial again because people might not say it's a Christmas movie, but it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a Halloween and Christmas movie. Problem solved. Yeah. I, this is another nostalgia thing for me as a kid. It definitely scarred me because I was like, this is a bit scary. Mm -hmm. But I just love, I'm a Tim Burton fan to the day I die. I love Frank and Weenie. I love um, Corpse Bride. Love the, I love the, I Charlie, Charlie, terrifying Johnny Depp, damn you. Um, no, but um, 
I it's 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 the it's the style of you know his his animate his when you stop motion stop motion uh the music mm-hmm. Jack Skellington which I wanted to put on my top favorite Disney can't character, wrong with Christmas characters I his music is Tim Burton and him are like this uh. um it's just it's great because it's it's a very different type of Christmas movie. Because you you get like you you get to see Christmas from like people who've never heard of Christmas before. Yeah, and it's cool because by the end of it, Jack's the main character is like, oh well, okay, this Christmas is not for me. This is your thing, and I love I love the villain. I love Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. So it's on Disney Plus. If you have not watched it, I recommend. It's a short movie. It's only about an hour long. Oh, I gotta rewatch it. It's I enjoy it. What's your number three? Fred Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Never seen it again. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Paul Giamatti okay. Santa. It Paul is- Giamatti as Santa? Yes. That's awesome. Did he have um the guy we're not supposed to talk about as the main villain? His name is Northcutt. Um, the actor is Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great villain, oddly enough. The whole take on yeah. Santa and the Saint thing is great. But Fred is Santa Claus's brother. Okay. While Santa stayed and became Santa, Fred grew up in the real world and despises him. Okay. It is hilarious. That's cool. I, I that when did that come out? Is that like a nineties thing? Two thousand five, I think. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Oh, it's so great! I can loan it to you if needed. Not on any num- service that I'm aware of. Okay, uh, that was my next question. But it's so good. It's so funny. My next Christmas movie is, we briefly talked about it already, but it's The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know uh, what that was. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's the best of the three, but then again, haven't watched two and three in a while. That's fair. Um, but <laughs> I, I I love Tim Allen as Santa. I love the story just because it's very simple. It's he's, he's trying to get a connection back with his son. The stepdad is the worst in that movie. Oh my god, I hated Neil in that one. I know, he's just like, uh, honey, it's ridiculous. The kid believes in Santa, he must be sick. Well, in the second and third one, Neil's way better. Oh, okay. The kid becomes like a punk in the second one, doesn't he? He's just trying to get his dad's attention. I was gonna say, isn't the whole thing like him on the naughty list? Isn't that like a big plot of the second? Okay. Uh, But yeah, I love, you know, how he wakes up and he's fat and he wakes up and he's got the beard and it's it's really, it's, it's, it's funny, it's 1994, I want to say. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because uh, the second one came out in like 2003. Um, yeah. Big gap. Uh, but yeah, there's not much to talk about this. I think most people have seen it. It definitely has like a renaissance, like a, a reawakening about it because of its Disney Plus release now. Yes. Uh, but it's, I think it's very nostalgic for this generation because it came out like while this generation was. My favorite scene in that entire movie is when he's ordering his food in the office. Yeah. Like, you sure you good, bro? I'm good. My favorite scene is when he's sitting on the park bench watching his son's soccer game and the little girl comes up to him. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Number two for me Uh is the 2000 How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Funny. Never. Yeah. I used to be terrified of him. Like, hide under the covers, scream bloody murder terrified. Are you talking Jim Carrey as a human being or Jim Carrey as the no, Grinch? The Grinch, the Grinch. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if, like, you know, kids are like, there's a monster under my bed. Scary. Okay. I didn't, 
I didn't know if, you know, like when growing up, kids are like, there's a monster under my bed, but your mom had to be like, Jim Carrey's not hiding under your bed. <laughs> but then, you know, you just hear, all righty then. And then you just hide under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Grinch used to terrify me. Okay, that makes, that's fair. Yes, I just, I love the story. The I just love Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Two sides is too small. You got Cindy Lou little thing. The comedy was on point. So this is a random question. Yes. Are you a fan of the uh, Mike Myers um, hat, Cat in the Hat? Yes. Okay. To me, that is like what set up the whole meme generation. That's that's very true. It happened right when memes are starting to become a thing, and then boom. And I am a big fan of Mike Myers. Same. Um, he was my so, favorite in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, a very small scene, but I, I did enjoy him. Yeah. So do you want to talk? Uh, do you want to say any more about the Grinch? Watch it. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, maybe watch the Cumberbatch newer version. Uh, first. Yeah. Okay. Out of the few that we got. Yeah. They did just release a musical though. I heard about that. It was good. It's got Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. Mm-hmm. He's known as Mr. Shoe and Glee. And he did phenomenal. I'll have to give it a shot. Okay. My number two, speaking of musicals, Elf. I'm curious as to what your number one is going to be, and I'm going to hit you if it's what I think it is. No, it's not what you think it is, okay? And and people who keep talking about that is annoying, but Elf is my favorite, and I say speaking of musicals. <laughs> you were Buddy the Elf and Elf the Musical in high school. <laughs> my, my senior year performance, I was Buddy the Elf, and fun fact... I have not been able to uh, watch the film since that. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't want to start talking about myself, uh, and this podcast is not supposed to be about our personal lives. But um, I, I was, I did play Elf in uh, our high school musical last year, and it was very fun, but it was very daunting because of Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey, good Lord, imagine Jim Carrey himself. Will Ferrell's performance as Elf is just so iconic, and you don't want to try to mimic that, you know? Yeah. And that's obviously the heart and soul of the film, but I also love Walter Hobbs. I love the guy that plays him. James Kahn. Your brother. Um, close enough. Close enough. Well, I mean, he was your brother. Okay, yeah, my younger brother was Walter Hobbs. Um, but, and and it's it's just, in my opinion, it's probably the most recent film that I think you can call a Christmas classic. Yeah. John Favreau. My favorite director. Yeah, great. I mean, the man can do Star Wars, he can do Disney, he can do or Disney. Star Wars, Christmas, Marvel, he can do, you know what I mean? He can do Disney. He can do Disney. He is yeah, he's very Disney right now, but I just the jokes still land. Up in the air, but he also did that Jungle Book. Don't forget about That's that. true. He did Jungle Book. He's able to do animated yeah. stuff really well. Um Jungle Book CG, action. You know what I mean, CGI. He was able yeah. to work with the CGI very well. Yeah. Um but you know the jokes still land. It hits that good blend where it's like good, like oh, yeah. the adult, the adults will laugh, the kids will laugh. Oh, it's perfect all the way around. Yeah, and it, I, I love the contrast with Tall Will Ferrell and the little elves. It's great. I love Papa Elf. Papa Elf's a lot. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yes. So I'm just gonna hop in. I'm guessing you, I'm. You want to talk about your number one? Is probably what I'm talking about right now. It is. Elf is my all-time yeah. favorite Christmas movie. Elf is one of my favorite movies in general. I love Elf. You would think Will Ferrell would be annoying, but as much as you watch that film, he's not. I love Will Ferrell, though. Yeah, that's true. Okay. What's your favorite Will Ferrell performance? Is it this? Oh, yeah, buddy, easily. Okay. Um, I don't know. Mine might be Ron Burgundy. That's fair. Yeah. 
that cut me to the bone. Yeah, I could. I there's a lot of Ron Burgundy. Like, I think that's his most like one of the most quotable comedies. The fact that I say "son of a nutcracker" on daily, though, I think proves. Oh yeah, Cotton Head and Ninny Muggins. Cotton Head and Ninny Muggins. Uh, should I say? Should I say my number one? Real quick, fun fact about Elf. What? The Elf with the glasses, the blonde one. Uh huh. Is Peter Billingsley, who's like the main character in A Christmas Story. Oh, Ralphie. Yep. Okay. That's funny. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, My I'm number one, on. Home Alone. One or two? One. One and two are great, but one's better. I prefer two, but go ahead. Donald Trump. Um, but I know, I'll, I'll touch on it real quickly, and I know what you, you thought my number one was Die Hard. I did, and I didn't want to get into that today. I'm too tired. Fun fact, I am going to go watch that after this. Nice. I think I'm going to finish Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but I think you can watch it during the holiday season still. On HBO Max, I love what they did. What they do? They did a whole section that takes place during Christmas time. So not necessarily considering it a Christmas movie, yeah. but like, yo, this takes place during the Christmas season. It's like, yes, I'll accept that. No problem. What I was going to put on my list, and that might be controversial too, you can tell me, I was going to put Gremlins. I truthfully, for me personally, don't know how I feel because he obviously gets it during Christmas season. He gets the Mogwai for Christmas, but it doesn't feel Christmas You know what I mean? It's not like, like Christmas isn't at the soul of the movie. Exactly. Like you can take Christmas away in the, like, it's like this. If you take Christmas out of the movie, it's the plot still more or less the same. But you do that with most Christmas movies, it doesn't quite work. Right. The only thing Christmas finds a Christmas film. The only Christmas thing about uh, Die Hard, it's not even snowing because it's in what, San San Francisco or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you take the Christmas, that like it's an office Christmas, it just happens to be an office Christmas party when the uh, the whole lockdown gun, you know, whatever happens. It's it's the same film. Yeah. Besides. I um, forgot but, it was Christmas most of the way through. Besides, uh, what's his, gosh, who, who passed away that's the villain in that movie? Alan Rickman plays Han. Besides Alan Rickman's best line, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That's my Alan Rickman impression. That is great. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Home Alone, just because, um, and I'm just going to spoil it now. My two favorite Christmas characters are Harry and Marv. Ooh. Just, I don't know. They're, it's, it's, I, I, the lines that they have, the oh, wet bandits. Um, how they're literally basically cockroaches because they are unable to die. Yeah. We were like that, in Florida and we're just like, how are they not? And then again, no, that, again. Are they Kevin not- McAllister definitely turned out to be a serial killer. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No question. Um, Kevin McAllister is definitely not one of my favorite characters just because he's an annoying kid, but like, I like how it shows how resourceful he is. And it's just, as a kid, you watch, as a kid, you watch that and you're like, Kevin's so freaking cool. Cause he's able to take out all like the adults. Like a, as a kid, you watch it and you're like, I hope somebody breaks into my house one day. Yeah, exactly. Like this, the kid call the cops, Yeah. which wait, does he try to call the cops? I forget. I don't remember him trying once in that entire movie. Okay. And, you know, I love what he does with his, uh, when his parents go away and he's having a ball. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You're such a disease, Kevin. That's my favorite line. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Home Alone, it's it's the movie I always go to when I'm scrolling through Christmas movies. Easily fair. Uh, I already told you my favorite Christmas character, so hit me with your favorite. One second. Dad, leave. What's worse is we got interrupted by Mrs. Hopkins. Ha! Huh? 
Shut up! Don't harm me. I know. I'm no, it's me. it's fair now. It'll it had to happen. You can say hi. You can say hi. The webcam's up here. Oh, okay. Hi, Harrison. Man, hi. Sexy beard. Oh my gosh, you're definitely keeping this in the podcast now. You're not taking this out. No, we'll have little like things at the end. Don't worry. I miss you, Brian. I'll come see you soon. I miss you, Harry. Oh my gosh. Did you use Droid? Oh, it got uploaded to a place called Radio Republic too. Or Radio. Oh, I don't even hear. We're we're on platforms I don't even know about. No, no, uh, it just got uploaded to Google Podcast. I was ordered. It did. Well, so you can use on your Fantastic. Drive. For your droid, it automatically has Google Podcast. What's Google Podcast? The podcasting for droids, like how Apple oh, Apple Podcast. Okay. Hey, do you have any clean underwear, or are you just wearing the same ones? Just kidding. I came to look for shoes. You're keeping that in the podcast. <laughs> Jokes on you. I've had the same pair. I don't wear underwear. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we scared Ruddy under the bed. Oh no. What are you looking for? What Shut are, up. What are you Hezekiah wear these for? Yeah. My cowboy size, boots. Size they were too big for me. Size one. Go fit them. Where's a size six? Okay, one. I know I'm more than a one, and that did not fit me all the way. Uh, Obviously, I'll cut that. this part out since he's digging for boots. That's fair. You want to take the cowboy hat, too? I'm digging for what? Boots. Oh, wrong thing. Night yeah. night. Yeah. Alrighty. Where were we? Um, we were talking about your favorite Christmas character. We are on a Christmas character now. Mine this is gonna seem kind of odd because of what I said earlier. The mm-hmm. it, wait. The I the heard- thing that gave you nightmares as a child is your favorite Yep. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna ask you to defend it, but I understand. I just he's so funny. I think his whole like Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey's Grinch, not just the gin, the Ginch, the Grinch in general. Jim. Jim Carrey's and Boris Karloff's. Okay. Which fun fact? Boris Karloff voices the Grinch, right, and narrates it. Uh-huh. He's also the guy known for most of the Universal monster movies. Huh. Like the original, he was. Yeah, I didn't know that. He was Doctor Victor Frankenstein. He was them all. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Dark Universe. What a, what a universe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, The Grinch is my new favorite. It's the last year or so. It used to be Rudolph. People are That's like, fair. That movie's. Oh, I'm out of. I lost my balance. People say that movie's about racism. No. About being gay. Stop. It's clearly about disability, guys. Yeah. He was born different as an abortion. Amen. Amen. Done. All right. Let's hit our last thing, which. Oh, wait. Star Wars Holiday Special. I've never seen it, and I want to. I think it's on YouTube. I will watch it after this. I think the whole thing is on YouTube. You can just watch. Um, I didn't get to say, but happy Life Day to everyone out there. Happy Life Day. Yeah. Uh, the Lego the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. It's a whole lot of nothing, isn't it? It's, a, it's got good fan service moments. It's got a lot of fan service, which that makes me think. I'm like, is this for children or is it for adults? I know, especially since they snuck Mando in there. Yeah, I'm like, 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 obviously. I guess Mando hits kids too, apparently. Right, but like, I feel like, you know, the, the references are for the kids, but like the story itself is, or no, the references are for the adults, but like the, yeah. the, 
like watching it like a kid would be entertained by it but i really wasn't i tried yeah but anyway that's off topic let's hit our final point which is our favorite christmas song you go first i quit with me i don't even want to ask at this point but my favorite is i can't just say a whole album but i just want to briefly say that michael buble's christmas album is still a banger it's perfection um but I'm going to pick a classic because I feel like you got to say a classic. Rocking Around Christmas Tree has always been my favorite. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah. Like that. It's cl- that I see. I'm just going to say the original. Who's, who's like, is it? Well, like, there's the Miley Cyrus version. No. The Pentatonics. No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm not a Pentatonics fan. Oh. Mary Did You Know is pretty well. Good. Good. But besides that. I like their original Christmas song. Mm-hmm. That's what What's Christmas that? means to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or that's Christmas to me. That's what it is. Great, but now I want to hear yours. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. We'll no, see. No, 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 no. Let me explain. <laughs> Name a Christmas song with a cooler jazz sound. You're very right because I mean you cannot say that your song is sung by James Earl Jones. Is it? Yes, that's sung by James Earl Jones. That's Darth that's Vader. Well, we said it was start. It was sung by Jim Carrey. No, like like the original one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. the one from like the original like yeah that's James Earl Jones singing it. Yeah, so like come on, James Earl Jones sings. It's got this sick blues jazzy vibe to it. There's just nothing wrong about that song. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know like 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 I can listen to it once and I'm like. Yep, okay, not gonna, I don't have to hear that again. If I had to choose something else, it'd be maybe Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, I thought you were just going to say Jingle Bell, so I'm like, Will, that's that's the worst possible thing you could have said. Although growing up, I was very bizarre. My favorite song was Christmas Shoes. I've never heard that song. Where I want to buy these shoes. Never heard it. Oh, basically the whole song is about this sick kid's mom dying and he wants to get her shoes for Christmas. Well, that's what Christmas is all about. But, like, I'm a five, six-year-old, and that was my jam. What is yeah, wrong you know, with me? I, and at nighttime, you would go to bed fearing that um, Jim Carrey was sleeping under your bed. Exactly. Yeah. Like, all the kids in my grade were like, Rudolph, Frosty, Jingle Bells. And I'm like, Christmas shoes. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Will? You are a weird guy. I know. All right. Will that, will that do it for our holiday special? It will. Uh, stay safe on the holidays. We hope coming from the Heralds that you have a safe, happy, and healthy holiday yeah. season. And on top of that, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Um, what other holidays are there? Life Day. Happy Life Day. Um, uh, happy Lise Ferrickson Day. Lise Ferrickson, yes. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be back before New Year's hits, so we'll be fine. We there. should. We have uh, We have some movies and stuff to talk about, and then we'll probably look forward to a Best things that came out of 2020 video, maybe? I figured we'd do like a 2020 recap and then a 2020 anticipated. That's true. 2021 anticipated. 2021 anticipated. No, this is yeah. 2020 part two. We don't even seven. don't even joke. Don't even. There's, yeah. It says, I ain't seen none of y'all say that 2021 is going to be your year. Y'all scared? Oh, I'm like, terrified. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm still waiting for 2020 to end and them saying um, thank you for your, you know, tutorial or practice round. 
you know, whatever. Jumanji, the next level. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll we'll leave it off there. Have a happy uh, holidays. Have a happy holidays. Stay geeky. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. End. Okay, so I gotta cut okay. that part. Oh, right. that was fun. That was fun. That was a long talk. That was almost two hours. Hey, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. All right, I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. I do. It's called uh, taking a nap. I love that stuff. I'll talk to you later, boss. Talk to you later. Bye. See you.